Back in the game and well at the top, a king of the ring and calling my spies. I'm raising the bar to crank it the notch. I'm full of mistakes, cause life is a botch. Lights can get brighter and brighter. I walk through that curtain, my levels get higher and higher. Studied the best, and this generation I'm next. Super kick party, no doubt we just hit a suplex. Hooker by crook, survive if I let you. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? My favorite people, we back like another episode of Impact. Well in full, intact. You know what it is. It's your boy Dwayne, aka the Prince of Bot right here with the lights of botch podcast man we back with another episode and uh yeah man if y'all tuned in right now y'all probably already peeped and this is like a two-part segment so y'all probably already mm-hmm. peeped the first part of the show where we did our royal rumble prediction episode uh shout out to my boy rick who always gets on and we do these big wonderful prediction shows just for you guys man so if you haven't already tuned in at this point and checked out that part definitely make sure you go back and check out that preview episode but for sure we thank y'all right now for joining us and hopping back in right here on the lights of Bosch podcast where we are joined by a very special guest on this evening so mm-hmm. this right here y'all know i like to do this thing for y'all called the independent spotlight where i get with a local independent talent someone who's been out here training getting things going getting their groove going just kind of you know all over the place you know what i mean so we got a gentleman that I met actually right here at a live event that was not too far ago, actually, right back in yeah. December. And, uh, you know, it was a real nice little live event vibe. You know, we were out there. We were by the merch table. Your boy was repping because he had his life sabotage belt. Like, y'all know how we do, man. We out here repping and marketing for the people for the show. And uh, he was like, man, I like your belt, bro. I was like, ah, oh, thanks, man. You know, this is a life sabotage podcast. Come check us out. We got to connect. And then I found out a lot about this brother. So we had to set up and get this show going and get it right on the road. So without further ado, allow me to introduce the man of the evening for this episode of what you guys are going to be hearing on today. So without further ado, man, this is a man that goes by three simple letters and it's not to be consta- not to be mistaken with the letters M, J, or F. No, no, no. In fact, this is actually H, J, Z. You know what I mean? So therefore, it's kind of cool. But see what the difference? You may say, well, what's the difference here? What are we doing? Well, see, ha See, this guy knows how to call his shot and he knows how to call it exactly in the spot he wants to hit it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about he is the last and final boss that you're going to see right there on the table before you get ready to call your shot to win a game. I'm talking about the eight ball himself, H-J-Z, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show, man. What's up? Glad to be here. Hey, welcome, welcome, man. So uh, first and foremost, man, welcome to the show. This is the Life's Watch Podcast, independent spotlight segment where we really talk about you and, you know, all kind of stuff as well. Um, first and foremost, my guy, uh, I got to ask you because this is how we do it. This is sure. a botch breaker right now. So sure. with you being in the training stages and, you know, kind of sure. having your feet wet and getting the ground running, uh, talk about a memorable moment. What is your most memorable botch? so far to date Ooh, okay um let's see so before to before i started at nightmare factory um i was training at a school formerly known as face to face it was actually bought by qt back around last summer Mm -hmm. um i was most notable training was with jonathan gresham and then we had like a few people um we all still talk and stay in touch this uh what we were doing was sunset flips right mm-hmm. um to like sunset flip into pin all we're doing well now 
we like it was up it, the next person up was uh this 12 year old girl i totally forgot what her name is um but Gresham goes like uh yeah she's up so like she liked to hold the ropes and everything um she's like harrison can you flip over uh i'm like you sure about that she's like yeah i'm like okay do it um not realizing that i'm not saying she's not strong but like still building muscle as a 12 year old mm -hmm. so i wasn't able to flip so she just collapsed and my body like went like this and it turned where i was straight up and neck was like still on the ground so it was like face straight and then turned body up right. and then <laughs> and then we just like everyone just paused for a sec Gresham mm -hmm. goes like you good i'm like yeah no nah, i mean i already got a messed up neck like the worst she, she can do is break it i'm fine <laughs> oh, but man. i'd say that's probably my most noticeable botch wow you know that is pretty uh especially you know that's probably that's different man it's not too often when you get to mix it up in the ring with a 12 year old yet along for that matter so oh yeah that that definitely is one notable botch so far that i think yeah top uh might top almost any botch that we've had so far and mentioned on the show. But the whole point of that pun is really just to, you know, to, with the title of the show, of course, life's a botch. Mm -hmm. You know, one right. thing you know when you get in the ring, one thing you know when you're training or just anything in general, you're going to botch in life with some things. So when you do oh, that, yeah. as you know, it's not necessarily how you did it, what you did it. Kind of like you said, you're like, hey, you know, got a messed up neck. It's happened. I'm cool. As long as it's not broken, we're good. You got up, you dusted it yeah. off. You said, hey, you know, I'm good. She's good. We're good. Let's keep yeah. on training and moving on. So that's kind exactly of like you know. Because I'm, I'm, I like to say I'm super laid back. So if anything happens, I'm like, and everyone asks like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, no. Let us let, keep going. I'm chill. Like let let's keep going. Let's keep like going. Hap it happens. It happens <laughs> with wrestling. We know what we're doing. Let's keep going. Let's keep going, man. I, yeah, you know that that right there is everything, my guy. And so you mentioned nightmare factory so that's a good transition into what oh, yeah. uh let's let's get into um real quick let's talk about this week in wrestling and what we got to see and witness man um before we oh, yeah. even get back to talking about you and your journey uh so again shout out to everybody who's already checked out the prediction show for the royal rumble this has just mm -hmm. been pretty much a one would say an exciting week. I mean, we still have Friday Night SmackDown for the biggest storyline of what we all been waiting to see what's going to happen. But for the yep. most part, to this point, uh, let's, let's just get into it from the point of the rumble up into what we've seen in yesterday with Dynamite. So uh, what have you thought in terms of how did you feel about the rumble? Were you excited? Did you I mean, I'm pretty sure you may may or may not have been surprised based off the outcome, but we'll, we'll get into sure. that. But as a whole for the show in general, uh, you know, this is one of the most exciting times of the year. Oh, yeah. Reset, restart, get you ready for mania season. How did you feel about the Royal Rumble when you saw it initially from start to finish? I mean, I'm always excited when it's Royal Rumble season and WrestleMania season, of course. But, like, Royal Rumble is the event uh, that's on par with WrestleMania of what I look forward to every year. So I thought it was a great show. Um, I saw a lot of criticism about it. And I mean, I don't understand because a lot of people were like, oh, well, like the winners were very predictable and all that. And it was very predictable. I'm like, okay, <laughs> but that shouldn't take away from like how good the rumble was and stuff like that. True. 
Because, like, I think back to the whole comparison of people saying the 2016 Royal Rumble was bad. I'm like, no, you just didn't like Triple H winning the world title. If you look at the Rumble in general, it's one of the best Rumbles they've actually done in terms of moving storylines along. And I think this is also the same as well. Um, of course, I'm glad uh, Cody won. Coach Cody. Um, okay. okay. And then I'm also glad that Rhea Ripley won. Um, she's someone that, like, I see going that's still, like, very young. And so I see going a long way. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, I thought it was a great show. I was probably one of the few that didn't dislike the pitch black match. Um, mm-hmm. okay. I, I kind of enjoyed it, like, it was visually appealing. I thought it was fine for what it was. Um, but no, I thought the whole show was, as general was good. And then, of course, like leading up into the end, just that huge pop for Sammy when he finally hit Roman in the back with a chair. Yeah. Like th- those kind of pops is like what you always dream about so, to receive. So Very yeah. true. Um I will say, uh, as far as the your your thoughts on the pitch black match, I will say it was um, it was visually appealing. I will say, uh, it you know, Bray Wyatt's history with the the gimmick matches mm-hmm. aren't always necessarily the best. Even though I, sure. I applaud him for the creativity behind what he does, uh, mm-hmm. it may not always necessarily receive well with certain audience members, depending on mm-hmm. what the style of match is, and. Many people looked at this and I told them, I said, well, hey, there weren't zombies. <laughs> so, yeah, what, yeah, you know, you didn't have zombies. You've seen worse, right? WrestleMania 33 was one of my favorite uh, manias I've ever seen, like, live. Um, I like it not in person, but live. Mm-hmm. But, man, that match with Orton, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was another one that was just kind of uh, – you didn't know where they were going with it. You saw these weird images yeah. on the mat and like insects and all kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it was a little bit of everything, but you know, all in all, I kind of agree with you in that terms of like it wasn't too too bad. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. shout out to my boy Gresh from the Gresh Unleashed podcast. If you want to know more about my feelings from it, you can check out our post Royal Rumble review that we did on his show. But for sure, I would say that visually I thought that was pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Gresh would actually probably say, <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, you, you probably need to have like some type of stimulant with you in order to actually process that match. But yeah, uh, I, I for one, I just was like, hey, it was it was visually different. It gave me um, I heard another podcaster mention once. Uh, it reminded him of Batman Forever with that one scene at the rave and where they fought those. Yeah, guys. and I was like, yeah, that's exactly what that kind of reminded me of. I did kind of always like that neon, cool glow feel. Uh, but for the most part. I don't know. Maybe it's tough to call it just because it wasn't really all that long, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it did what it meant to do. Nothing more, nothing less. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, it was fine. I think people just are overreacting about it. Sure. Um, it, But it did what it did, and it wasn't, like, terrible. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I thought it was fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... What else stood out to you uh, from that Royal Rumble that night, uh, match-wise? Was there anything else outside of that Mountain Dew Black? Um, I would say probably um, 
both the Royal Rumbles, and I'll start with the men's, of course, other than like Cody winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gunther just going from one all the way wow. to the end. Yes. And like, and also, I love how um, the last two, Cody and Gunther, like just had like a 10 minute match and then he eliminated him. It was like yeah. eight, eight minute, 10 minute match. I'm like, that, that was just awesome. Um, of course, you have like Brock getting eliminated in like three minutes or something. Yeah, nobody expected that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you go to the women's rumble. It was like the, I could not have like pitched a final, a better final three for me. Because mm. I was like, part of me wanted either of those three to win. But going into the match, I was like, if either Rhea or Liv wins, mm-hmm. I will be fine with it. Yeah. Then Oscar comes back with the Kana look. I'm like, okay, yeah. so if either of these three win, I will be fine with it. It was perfect mm-hmm. for me. So I agree. I agree. Um, touching on to Rhea winning the Rumble, uh, given her mm-hmm. age and how again people are still reminded, like, oh my God, she's only 25. Wow, this is crazy. Yeah. Uh, how does that make you feel, man, when you see someone so young accomplish so much so quick? Like, does that inspire you? Does it make you say, man, you know, hold on, I gotta hurry up and Get my grind up. Like, what, what, what does it make you feel right now when you see that? It makes me feel that it's like she, of course, has something that everyone sees. Um, and it's like, I don't know how to explain it. She just has it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think once you find it, no matter like what age it is, then you'll be successful. So it's like, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to find what it means for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, which I feel like I'm getting there, but like, yeah. um, so, uh, people like Rhea herself and then Tyler Bate as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it just, it gives me hope that if I can find it and I can find something that can like connects with everyone, mm-hmm. um, then there's no reason why I shouldn't be successful. Mm. Good point. Good point. I love to see that, man. Um, so let's, let's, you know, the men's for sure. Uh, didn't get too many surprises this year, which was quite, quite interesting, right? Uh, right. Normally in Royal Rumble season, you get those nice, like stellar surprises. But what I commend this one about is they actually focused on the current talent, present, future, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Uh, same with the women's for the most part. You, you know, you had more surprises probably that on that one mm-hmm. than you did with the men's. But uh, one I did call, y'all, I said my boy Booker T was going to be in that rumble for some reason. I don't know how I called that and pitched it, but I, I, I just knew it. You know, the only thing was I said King Booker. I didn't think we were going to get regular Booker. <laughs> I thought King Booker was going to arrive. But I was mm-hmm. like, hey, something just told me. He's going to show up in a rumble. Why not? Right? Why not? And he did it. Yeah. He sticks. So I, I popped for that major. You know, a lot of my folks gave mm-hmm. me my, cre- my credit on that. And I was like, ah, wait, what do you know? What, you know, I can't call him right. That's that's probably the first time I've been yeah. that on fire for a rumble match that, like, that entire night. Even on the women's, it was like, Nia Jax called that. Nobody expected it, but I just called it, throw it out there. Right? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just, I was just like, ah, I will say that does remind me of one thing from the women's. I, I like that kind of like related to what happened with Booker. It's like, okay, so the men's rumble started the pay per view, which is like a rare thing. Right. And Booker was on the kickoff show. So, yeah. <laughs> which I'm like, I love that. Then you go to the women's, uh, then you go like to the next match, which 
it's a next match might have been the pick flat match but before the match they show michelle in michelle mccool in the crowd with her kids and then the women's match starts then it's like michelle mccool enters it and it's like oh she's still in the crowd cool kids helping <laughs> her get like her clothes off to get in her gear and then she just goes right in the ring i'm like that's awesome <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Talk about a, a crazy spot. That's a first. You know, you don't really see yeah. that too often. Uh, and so I was, that was pretty creative for for the most part of what they did. Um, I, I almost was going to put her in my my top surprises, but I'm thinking mm-hmm. to myself, she's been in the previous Rumbles already. So I'm like, mm, I'm going to not say she ends up in this Rumble. And yet, right. she did anyway. I was like, well, she did anyway. Yeah, okay. Um, but with that said, though, um, let's get to this men's Royal Rumble with the outcome again. Yeah, being a residential uh student from the Nightmare Factory to mm-hmm. see your guy, you know, right? Everybody's residential guy, the, the hometown hero, if you will, the mm-hmm. all American nightmare turn to soon dream. Uh, you know, like. How does that how does that part feel to see? I mean, uh, we hear a lot of great things about Cody outside of the ring and what he represents. Oh, yeah. To come back with this mission and mindset to take down a guy like Roman of all things mm-hmm. with a future aspect. Uh, how are you feeling to see that? And and what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on the fact that now the inevitable clash is happening of can the American nightmare take down this godlike reign of <laughs> exactly yeah um for me it was extra special because so our nightmare class i was probably one of two or three people actually from like greater atlanta area mm-hmm. everyone like traveled from around the world where it comes from somewhere in the u.s had a group of people from canada had mm-hmm. someone come from new zealand and someone from kuwait um wow. for yeah yeah um but it was really cool because i'm more from me and cody are sort of from the same area from like marietta georgia Mm -hmm. uh for anyone that's from the area they would know like the history between walton high school and lassiter high school Mm -hmm. where they're like sort of right like they're rivals but they're like five miles down the road from each other so of course there's like similar we always shared same friends he did when he was in high school and i did when i was mm-hmm. so it was just extra special to see a guy f- from my like my area get so much success and win the rumble um and hopefully take down roman reigns at mania um mm-hmm. but it's yeah it's just cool to see a guy from the same area going so far mm-hmm. in something that both of you love it, for me it, it there was no better feeling <laughs> amen you know i like i like to hear uh especially when you mentioned just to be like two guys from the exact same area to mm-hmm. be someone that's trained up under his tutelage and to like literally be like it's like it's almost like i'm there because we're like mm-hmm. right there from the same area uh now how realistically here uh sure where where you know we've seen perhaps one of the greatest some are saying the greatest faction of all time some are saying the greatest storyline of all time now sure we're hearing 
right now since the Royal Rumble we we have been hearing and and we're still waiting on SmackDown to see the the you know the fallout of what's the outcome yeah but uh this Sami Zayn thing man it, it it's 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 gotten so over to where there's a controversy going on right here with this main event picture mm-hmm. uh do how are you taking that in in terms of do you think that clashes do you think fans are gonna almost dare i say not take away cody's moment but kind of like as a as a person who knows cody and who's like you know worked with him and just known his personality where are you at personally and seeing that because i know it's tough when you definitely rooting for cody but i'm sure Sure. you like a guy like sammy who's you know 100 organically grown and been over like how how do you see things playing out right now? Um, yeah, so I'm a guy who's also a fan of like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And I'm also a huge Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa guy. So mm-hmm. I hope they reform DIY and we get to see like a Sami Zayn, Kevin, Kevin Owens versus DIY feud. But um, Ooh, that's hopefully down the road, hopefully happens. Um, <laughs> but for now, um, I think they've told the story so well, and I think it's one of the better stories they've ever told on par with the DIY story in NXT. Um, People are saying that this could be a situation of like a Daniel Bryan 2014-2015 situation where they sort of just turn against the guy they're trying to push and Mm -hmm. force um, like a Sami Zayn into that picture. Mm -hmm. I can see that happening, but I don't think it's the same thing because mm-hmm. um, I just think the story is being so well told and that feel good moment that hopefully is going to happen when Sammy and KO win the tag titles at Mania. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the compromise um, should be, and I hate saying this because it's like it's maybe the woman should main event one night and then, of course, Reigns and Cody should main event the other. Mm-hmm. I honestly think night one should be main evented by Sam and KO versus Usos, and night two should be main evented by Roman and Cody because then you have a feel-good moment ending both shows. Um, and I think that's just a good compromise where they don't necessarily turn on Cody. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. And, you know, uh, time's going to tell week, week by week, of course. I mean, we mm-hmm. saw... You know, he cut another passionate Cody-like promo that we only know Cody can do, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And the crowd seemed to be pretty receptive. They acted right. Now, one thing that I've noticed so far, they kept Sammy off of the show for that night. So, Mm -hmm. uh, question is, will we see Cody show up on Friday night? Will we see Sammy and Cody in the same situation where then the crowd is conflicted on which one to really pull for the most? it's it's interesting storylines which makes mm-hmm. it so 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 cool. But uh, yeah, to to take the toll back uh, with you and and this situation, I would say, uh, where are you going to? I mean, where would you be in this moment when you see mm-hmm. Cody go over the mountain? Are you are you gonna throw a rum like a mania party? Are you gonna? kind of keep it like right you know in the comfort of own home like what, what, what's the plans mm-hmm. uh to see the hometown hero you know uh mm-hmm. capture it all so this i've been thinking about for months and i'm i'm like 
finally I'm going to do it. So during uh, last month of January, mm-hmm. um, I've always wanted to go to a mania. So I was like, mm-hmm. screw it. Bought tickets to mania, bought um, plane tickets uh, to LA and back for a week. Um, so I will be in the stadium when it's happening. Sweet. Okay. So that's mm-hmm. even better to be right there front row and center and be like, Hey man, we did it. Nightmare oh, yeah. baby. We represent and let's go. Oh yeah. You know? All right. Mm-hmm. All right. I respect that. Um, you know, definitely, uh, I am curious in terms of, uh, if they do decide to split these titles or if mm-hmm. they're going to keep them both, uh, cause Cody did mention, undisputed universal which uh it sounds like they're gonna be giving him two titles and dare i say it may be like what we saw in 2000 was that 2003 i believe that was when they uh went ahead and just took two titles made it one title and and you know you just you know i'm hearing a rumor that cody wants to bring back that old wink wing eagle belt which uh you know if he does that Bravo, Cody! If you do that, man. I, oh that, yeah, I've been waiting on that belt to make a return, man. Like, all mm-hmm. due respect to the logo belt, it's cool and all. You know, I got a replica over here. It's cool, but that wing eagle, man, it's just nothing like it. It's just, just ah, you know. Bring back the eagle belt and bring back Big Goldie. Oh yes, yes, absolutely. That mm-hmm. prime, one of the best heavyweight oh, yeah. championship belts of all time, point mm-hmm. blank um so let's uh let's transition over uh let me see if there was anything oh before we go into dynamite i actually have to ask you back to Rhea for a second yeah what are your thoughts on Rhea choosing charlotte over bianca now is is, do you feel good that they're trying to uh throw back what they did wrong back in 2020 or did you really want that match where everybody's been waiting for her and bianca to actually clash because of how similar the two are in terms of coming up from black and gold nxt right so bianca and Rhea would have been really cool and i would not have been against it but i understand why they're going the direction they are going now it's like one that should have been in a full stadium in 2020 mm-hmm. and then it didn't happen mm-hmm. and then charlotte won and i i don't really know what her title reign was but um I think I'm just gonna let it run and see how it goes before I say anything because already the like four women they've announced for the elimination chamber to face Bianca at Mania I don't I wouldn't be against most of them like I would love to see Liv win it but I could I would also love to see Asuka win it who I think is most likely gonna win it um so I, I'm yeah, I'm just going to let it let it run before I say anything. OK, OK, that's fair. That's fair. I respect that decision. I, I like keeping it keeping it safe in a good way to see how it plays out. And I mean, it's really like any fan right now. It's all we can mm-hmm. kind of do. You know, rumor mills are one thing, but sometimes we got to flow, see how it rides. Uh, so mm-hmm. at least we know that we didn't have to wait weeks and weeks to find out. You know, they used to do that teasing thing where we'd be like, oh, I'm going to come smack down toy around with this champ for a minute, come to Raw, toy with that champ, make y'all mm-hmm. feel, you know, wonder who, who's he going to pick? Who's he going to pick? Uh, yeah. They did but, it with Sasha in 2021, even though it was obvious she was going to face Bianca. 
Oh yeah, for so. sure. It was very obvious. You were just like, come on, man. But <laughs> yeah, with that, with that, um, let's go into dynamite for a quick second. Um, yeah. You know, what are your thoughts uh, for sure as a trainee and how, what, what, what was the scene like uh, with Jay White? Uh, Jay White, I'm sorry. I had a moment just now. That was my first watch. <laughs> I, I botched sometimes from time to time, which is why it happens. It happens. So I said Jay White because I had him on the brain for the Rumble, of course. But, uh, ah. you know, um, Jay Briscoe um, yeah. you know, and, and the Briscoe family in general, man, what were your personal thoughts? Uh, what, what, was, what was the vibe like from some of your buddies from the Nightmare Factory? Was anybody, what was the tone like in finding that out? Uh, yeah, so I wasn't with them when I found out, of course, we, um, fin I still keep in touch with them every now and then, but we finished up like mid December and then mm -hmm. we're sort of on our own paths. Um, when I found out I was, I believe watching, uh, it was like beginning of NXT, mm -hmm. um, cause it was like that Tuesday night. So I was just watching that. Um, and then I was like, I like was just at complete shock um because it just seemed like such a good dude and someone that always made you believe in how real wrestling really is mm -hmm. um and especially for me so back in july i went to starcast and summerslam he uh him and his brother were one of the people doing like the meet and greets and pictures of Starcast. Mm -hmm. Now for me it's like I'm just I'm not I'm not gonna spend a bunch of money to take pictures, but what I will do is spend money to get in the event so I can talk to as much people and get as much advice. Mm -hmm. Uh advice I talked to him and his brother and advice I got from him was just like make it real and keep it as real as it you can be because you gotta just make people believe in um in what wrestling is mm -hmm. instead of um the whole consumption was like oh well like since it's like planned it's not real it's like no it's like people are doing this and getting legitimately hurt and you gotta make it real and you gotta make everyone believe what you're saying so yeah when when i found out it was just like a shot in the heart or not a sh shot shot in the gut um but and then, and then I did see, um, I believe it was like um, Wade Barrett and what's his, oh, I feel bad for not remembering his name, the other <laughs> guy on commentary. It's okay, brother. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, they, them just saying something about it live on show, live on the air and giving like a moment of silence. I thought that was really classy, even though he's never really been with WWE, so yeah. Yeah, just goes to show, man. I love to see uh, the barriers broken where you get to see every promotion. Because usually with WWE, mm -hmm. they didn't acknowledge that type of thing. You're like, right. oh, man, come on. But now it's like you see the, the bond between wrestling brothers and sisters just right. across promotions. Because they watch each other. They, we know mm -hmm. this. You know? they, they're watching each other and supporting each other from wherever everybody's at. So, mm -hmm. of course, uh, it's good to hear that and see it. Um, so with dynamite man did anything this week from what you saw stand out anybody you saw that you were like you know hey i know that guy you know like hey <laughs> you know uh look at him getting this push man i like that i like to see it was there anything special that stood out to you this week from watching dynamite yeah um so i'll say one thing is that 
that pull apart in the back with MJF and uh, Takeshita, mm-hmm. I thought was like really cool. And I love that they're having a match next week. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. But one of the guys from the pull apart was actually part of the My Nightmare Factory and like us to the whole Nightmare Factory. Mm-hmm. Like we would always like get at each other. So everyone thought we just hated each other. Uh-huh. In reality, um, we just like kept messing with each other but like we were still us two were still close um so it was cool seeing him um he definitely has more experience than i do so that's probably why he's on AEW TV now um but yeah uh, another thing was i enjoyed the samoa joe darby allen main event um very brutal yeah very good and i want to say i like the result of it which is weird because i like darby with the tnt title mm-hmm. but i under i also like the king of television thing by samoa joe yeah. and him just continuing that and i love how also darby has brought out the killer in samoa joe mm-hmm. so what i'm hoping is that samoa joe keeps um being that killer that darby brought out keeps being the king of television and this is going to be a weird one, but a feud I would love to see with t- between two homegrown talents and would just be the most, like, oddest clash um, there is right now would be for the All-Atlantic title, OC versus Darby Allen. Mmm, good old orange juice, huh? Okay, mm-hmm. I like, yeah. No, that would be, uh, that would be an interesting clash of uh, styles. You're right, because, I mean, two totally different, personalities um, Mm -hmm. yet very over with the crowd um, as homegrown talent Mm -hmm. for sure so I I actually like that idea myself man Um, that Atlantic championship needs a little bit of extra spice to it right now man yeah Um, you know OC's doing his best you know Mm -hmm. to get it I mean he's over but I feel like it's more him than the title Uh, and I feel like the title needs Mm -hmm. to be over and because I feel like it's really rare if you think about it. Usually the title makes the man, <laughs> not the other way around. But in yeah. Cassidy's case, that title is not really making him because he's already made. So it's like, yeah, it, something needs to be done to elevate that title where yeah. people care about it more. And for some reason, people are not caring about it. It's, it's almost like their version of the, the 24-7 championship. It just isn't defended every single time or every week. But like I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, <laughs> you know, it feels like it. I mean, mm-hmm. essentially, uh, I haven't met too many people that actually gave too many cares about that title specifically. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, if you mention the TNT title, they love it because you know, I mean, some people that have it have had better runs than others, right? But right, if Darby has it, it's always a ba- it's a banger, uh, right? If if uh, who else is it? I know when Miro. Miro. Oh, yes. Miro's probably one of the best for sure when he had it. Yeah. Uh, Cody's run having it for sure. Uh, of course. We had people liking it. Uh, you know, everybody. Uh, Late great Brody Lee, even though he had it for a short amount of time. Yep, definitely Brody Lee for sure. Uh, rest in peace. I would say um, yep. even as a, as a slept on fact, I would say that uh, even when Sammy Guevara had it, it was kind of like because uh, he got the heat with it you know at the beginning yes but ah. when when he started feuding with scorpio sky 
not that I didn't like Scorpio Sky with the title. It was just what they were doing with the title with Scorpio and Sammy and just keep like tossing back and forth. Yeah. That's what just was like odd about it. But yeah. I did enjoy Sammy's like run towards the beginning of it. I agree. I agree. But uh, one thing we, we it's, it's safe to say um, is that for some reason, we've seen Wardlow come back now with a new look, mm-hmm. haircut, looks good on him. But yet, looks like they're picking back where they left off with this feud with Joe, unfinished business. Yet, mm-hmm. leads you to wonder, it's like, well, okay, like you mentioned, I like the king of television version of Samoa Joe. It's, 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 right. working, it's, it's authentic. But yet, now I'm curious, why take the title off of him in the first place? Sure. To then have him get it back, and now Wardlow's back, and it's like, well, mm-hmm. okay. It appears like they're picking up where they left off here, and you know, right. is Wardlow going to get that title back? Because everyone knows, yeah, he hasn't been booked too well since uh, the MJF feud, and winning that title yeah. has done him justice. So wh- where do we go from here? I wonder. Yeah, it was, but the thing is, like, Joe cut his hair off, so I don't think you can't pick it pick it up. But sure. what I'm what I'm hoping is is that Joe retains in the end, but it's because someone else screws Wardlow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be a good picture, uh, or maybe someone's added to the mm-hmm. King of Television situation. You know, kind of like. Joe forms his own stable like Roman did or something. Right. Maybe there's like a, a, not necessarily a bloodline. You don't want to rip it directly off, but maybe just you're forming your own kind of stable people mm-hmm. and uh, something like that. But uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out for sure. Right. Um, but yeah, man, no, I definitely like the outcome. I love the feud. I hate that they mm-hmm. finally squashed that uh, with Darby Allen, but I would like to see what they do in terms of sending you know him over to the Atlantic Division, or you know, sitting going with OC for that a little bit and see if he right. can chase that title some. Um, but yeah, man, uh, any thoughts on on the you know Ricky Starks with the Jericho Appreciation Society and this feud <laughs> that we're getting with this? Is are you tired of it? Are you are you liking it? Is it elevating Ricky? Is it not? What's what's your thoughts on that? Um, I'm have mixed feelings where I can see both sides of the argument. I think, um, like, Jericho can make anything entertaining, but also Ricky can. So that's why I like it. And I like how um, they randomly, but kind of fits, brought in Action Andretti mm-hmm. into it all. So, I mean, I'm I've mixed on it, but I'm more on the side of liking it. Yeah. For sure. That's a good, that's a good place to feel, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm right there, you know, and uh, shout out to Ricky Starks being back oh, yeah. at the Royal Rumble, uh, apparently with that photo that leaked there, you know, it's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, he thought, he thought he could go backstage to the Royal Rumble and no one would put on social media. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, Ricky, I see you, man. You know, <laughs> let me find out you're getting some WWE roots planted in the future now. Hold on. Now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, with that thought, I got one more um, AEW thought before we turn this back to you and, and, and get the spotlight back on you, sir. Uh, Jade Cargill officially Ooh. hits 50 and 0 as of now. And 
what you would call the you can't really compare it to an Undertaker streak, and it's hard to compare it to a Goldberg streak, even though it kind of is essentially sort of. like that in a sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where are you at on this right now? Do you do you want this to finally end and see her take her first L so we can figure out what happens next for her? Do you, if you do, who do you think is left to beat her at this point? Like, where are you at on this situation? So, I so I may be a little bit biased on this because mm-hmm. back when I trained at face to face, she was one of the people that actually I got to know personally. Like, because everyone knows she did that WWE tryout. She didn't um, get invited back, but. Mark Henry sent her over to face to face. So it's been really cool um, as someone that knows her personally to see her get this kind of run, um, seeing where she started from day one mm-hmm. to now. Um, so I like that she's gone 50 and 0, and I like this whole run, everything she's done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I am interested to see when when and who finally ends it mm-hmm. um because it, because i don't know who would end it at this point like i think at this point like she has to in my opinion i feel like she goes for the uh women's world title while still being undefeated and still being tbs champ mm-hmm. and like okay. putting that streak on the line and then seeing if it's like is she gonna become a double champ or is she gonna lose that match and still keep the TBS title because only the women's world title would be online, stuff like that. I like where you're going there. It almost almost got a, a Oscar vibe from this mixed right. with the Roman Reigns vibe here. Like you, you, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost like you're, you know, Roman Reigns in her a little bit where you're like, uh, hey, you know, I want all the gold now. You know, I'm ready, mm-hmm. ready to come for it all, and then get to a point where you. You know, now I feel like it's tricky because if you if you go that route, as mm-hmm. we've seen with Roman right now, well, shoot, right. how do you you got two <laughs> titles? How do you get rid of one? You're booked in a corner because then you're like, dang, somebody's got to beat her for one of these, and then you're like, how's that gonna happen? Are we gonna strip it? Are we gonna do this? Are we gonna do that? And if you go on the Oscar route, then you're like, well, shoot, now you got to find somebody at the big stage, which mm-hmm. in their case would probably be an all out or a double or nothing, uh, right? heard the name chris statliner pop up from time to time here sure uh you know maybe you know we shall see how that plays out but uh you know i'm i'm, I'm quite intrigued to see where they're gonna go with that so i had to get your thoughts right. opinions and views on uh where that was gonna go with this 50 and no streak from here right uh, celebration coming no doubt but still 100 you know. yeah 100 percent <laughs> Which, yeah, funny enough, her first match was, like, that match uh, where she teamed with Shaq to go against Cody and Red Velvet. And then me and, like, the uh, as it's, like, leading up towards the event, like, everyone knows it's going to happen. And then they announce it. And then, like, that, like, Monday and Tuesday before when we're training, mm-hmm. um, we're kind of, like, at face-to-face. We're kind of just joking. It's like, well, the other face-to-face, I wasn't able to go, but the other face-to-face people were, dri- were going to drive tuesday night after training to jacksonville to see the match live but we were joking the whole time it's like 
oh no, we don't care about Shaq. We just they were just gonna go. We just want to see Jake. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you know you gotta love it. You gotta love it. I mean that that that's totally golden. You know you gotta you gotta mm-hmm. you know Jade's must watch and and I do one hundred percent appreciate uh to see spotlights like that for Jade Cargill mm-hmm. or Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. You know all of these right. Uh, women with it factors that are uh, killing it for the women's wrestling side of things. And 100%. Beautiful to see. Uh, insert your dream matches how you may. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> yeah. with that, <laughs> with that, let's turn the ball right back to the eight ball himself, HJZ. Uh, now, talk about this nickname of yours, man. Uh, how, what caused this eight ball nickname to come about Ooh. anyway? So, we had the, we was like first week of, so not, how Nightmare Factory works is that it's a 12 week thing. We have a showcase and then we kind of like start doing matches and whatever area we're in and all that. First day, um, um, there was all this production was there. Um, they were filming something and I was one of the few people interviewed. I don't think I can say what, but all I can say is uh, watch out for Peacock if there's a documentary going up soon um hopefully hopefully they do the interview i'm on there because that'd be good exposure um but no so what cody did was the whole thing about uh for him and nightmare factory as a whole is like do the work so it was like at the end of it they're like oh okay bring it in bring it in do the work on three one two three do the work couple days ago where we do it cody's not there every day um during the week so we had someone else do it i was like okay so we're camp eight we were camp number eight of nightmare factory so i was like you know what just let's switch it up switch it up a little bit i love do the work but let's switch it up a little bit what i meant to say was okay since we're like camp eight let's do we're let's do magic eight on three one two three magic eight what i accidentally said was okay everyone bring it in bring it in crazy eight ball on three one two three <laughs> and then everyone said it reluctantly and then that kind of just stuck with me <laughs> hey that's an interesting accident you know those are the best kind of nicknames when it comes on accident yeah it fits really because i mean you know when i literally think about a lot of people's like nicknames and wrestling mm-hmm. you don't hear that reference there's so much that you can really do with the eight ball you know i mean exactly for me, it was my whole vision of what my um, quote unquote character was going to be, but it's not even a character, was all relying on destiny, where my whole phrase was, I am destiny. Um, so when I, when the eight balls, when I started, wow, when I was <laughs> called the eight ball or start being called the eight ball, mm-hmm. I like started thinking about it more. I'm like, well, you can think about the eight ball in so many different ways. And a lot of ways have to do with destiny where it's like you have a magic eight ball where you like ask it um, for answers and you leave it up to that. So it's sort of like, oh, you're leaving up, leaving up to destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, then you also have like a game of pool where um, you can like basically call your shot, sink the eight ball, but also like eight ball is the end game. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I think of it like in everything where it's like I I can I'm gonna call my shots, but I'm also I'm also destiny going 
towards the end game. Mm, I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's very creative, man. Um, pro wrestling tees, man. You know, get, get, get with them, brother, and start marketing that thing up. Cause oh like, yeah, you're about to, you're about to take it off real heavily with that with that kind of like I can see it now and just how easy it sells itself, man. You know, it just oh yeah fits. Uh, <laughs> so with that, uh, tell the people like what have you been up to as of late i know you mentioned graduating from the nightmare factory in mid-december right. so what's what's been the next steps in finding your path while some of you mm-hmm. and the other graduates like you said keep in touch and kind of go your own ways what's next for eight ball hjz uh for me it's just getting in touch with as much promoters as i can being able to just help out getting booked as much places as i can um i've gone getting in touch with multiple uh promoters a uh, few have re- a few have responded, um, so just sort of building it from there, um, and yeah, I mean that's what's next for me. Um, I because as much as I'd love to say this will be- come immediately, um, I think it would take time before I will be on WWE or AEW, mm-hmm. but it won't be too much time. So, um, yeah, that's basically where i'm at right now um so yeah i love it man i love it um hmm what is one thing name one chant that you would love to hear from your character from the crowd a unique chant that you can think of well i mean other than hjz um (laughs) other than that other than that um uh uh, like sort of maybe an eight ball chant um where it's like a ball a ball like stuff like that mm-hmm. um okay okay i i'd say something like that okay i see you i see you that's that's really cool and um you know now i don't know how well your hip-hop knowledge is but i just thought about this when i heard your name right now i'm from memphis tennessee originally so when i thought about your name it initially mm-hmm. said this is a nice pun off of a nice hip hop duo from back in the day by the name of Eight Ball and MJG. So Ooh. you, my friend, you have a lot that ties in with your nickname and how you can literally market that, my guy. So just just Ooh. know, you know, keep that nugget right there so that it rings off real nice and well. Because I'm pretty sure with your nickname, mm-hmm. find yourself wrestling out there in Memphis. I guarantee you, you're going to go over very heavily. All right. Good to know. Good to know. (laughs) I I love hip hop, but I didn't even know that. So, yeah. Yeah. See that, that just, just a little something to throw your way, man. Um, That's just a little hip hop, hip hop uh, history, if you will. But uh, find yourself wrestling out there in those Memphis streets at any promotion whatsoever out that way, man. Uh, Shout out to Cassandra Golden, man. She's definitely a, planting her seeds out there in Memphis. So it's like, you know, oh, yeah. to see if you do get your opportunity and you get to go out there on the road and you're out there in Memphis, man, believe me when I say those crowds are going to catch on and they catch out your name and they say, hey, wait a minute. Okay, I'm with this. And then next thing you know, you're over, kid. You're over. You're all the way Oh, over. yeah. Uh, <laughs> with that being said, though, man, um, tell the people why they should follow you and where they can follow you. Oh yeah. 
Um, so I think why is because um, I think I'm more of a realistic underdog um, that's not forcing it because like, of course, it's like a lot of things bring me back, whether it's like my height, which openly I'll say right now, like I'm five five. Um, whether it's my, yeah, whether it's my height, whether it's um, like, I don't know, a, a lot of things. Um, but like, I think I'm just like that natural underdog people can actually like follow and get behind. And that's what really sells because that's what America loves is that underdog really winning from behind mm -hmm. um and finally you know getting it done um for yeah like for example a johnny gargano or a Liv morgan mm -hmm. like those were like the feel-good moments that like i know one day i will have and aspire to have um uh so yeah and then where to follow um you got instagram which is uh, v underscore HJZ, which is T H E underscore HJZ. Mm -hmm. Twitter at I I really should change this because it's a long <laughs> one, but Twitter is say yes to HJZ four. Okay. Um. Uh, I don't know how many people here are going to be on Snapchat, but it's the underscore HJZ. <laughs> okay. Um, and then hopefully soon enough, uh, you can follow me while I'm on your TV screen. Hmm. See that right there. That that's the one that's the moneymaker right there. My friend, uh, I do have to ask you this, uh, as well, who were, or who are your main influences in your style in the mm -hmm. ring? but also as a character, like in terms of who you would model yourself as? Um, I'd say I've said him a lot on this show, but I'd say Gargano's one. Um, Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan, however you want to call him, he's another. Um, guys like those, Kevin Owens, okay. Sami Zayn. Mm -hmm. um, Champa. Uh, to a degree, even though it's like, so I love the Blackheart character. Mm. I don't think I'm that, but I think I have um, the, like, what's it called? Like, uh, attributes from that character. Mm -hmm. So I'd say probably those guys mainly. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I'd say that. Okay, those are good influences, and in and what I really respect about those are represents the everyday regular guy, as they say, mm -hmm. like not the prototypical look that you would see in most wrestlers, but yet someone you still take very seriously, and you know because you've seen it, they can be in the main event, they can put on a five star stellar match and work with right. just about any and everybody. Uh, so that I respect that, and that's a solid list of people to really like gravitate around so i, I really respect that brother. i like mm -hmm. that um give me top three dream matches that you desire to have Ooh, okay um gargano's one okay 
I'd say Bryant two. Okay. Three's tough. Um. Ooh. Man, there's so many people that could be three. Um, I I'll list a couple people that can be there, like of course Champa, um, Adam Cole, Cody Rhodes himself, um, because there's sort of already that story there. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, also dream matches is one day I would love to like team up with DIY, of course. Um. Who else would I love? Um, it would be fun to team up with Kenny Omega or any of the elite. Um, Ooh, okay. But, yeah, I'd say right now probably top three are Gargano, Danielson, and then I'll put – <laughs> I know man. it's so much. It's so much. I I'll I'll put um KO there. Hmm. Okay. I'll put I'll put KO there. Nice, you know, nice, nice, solid WWE slash AEW mix there. You know, mm-hmm. I see, I see, I see, I see where you went there, man. Um, hmm. Well, shoot. I mean, I can't really argue it because again, top three. You know, it's tough to make a top three list like that, but. Mm-hmm. It's still one of those when it's off the top of your head, for sure. I can definitely see, like, you know, definitely make that. Um, I think I got one more thing for you, buddy, and I think this is gonna this is gonna mm-hmm. be a fan favorite. So typically, I do this. Uh, okay. I haven't done this mm-hmm. one in a while, so I'm gonna do this for shout out to the followers. You guys know where I'm going with this one. Uh, this is my promo segment where I put my guests on the spot. Ooh. And I let you cut a promo for two minutes. Now I'm gonna time you. All right. Okay. Uh, if you leave some time left on the clock, that's fine. It's okay. It happens, right? Because sometimes mm-hmm. people are like, you know, my mic game isn't the strongest. So, you know, they're like, ah, you know, I give you what I can. I'm like, all right, cool, that's cool. Some people go the distance and they take it the whole two minutes and they give mm-hmm. you all the reason of why they are. So it can be on anything you want. Wrestling sure. related, non-wrestling related, whatever you want, whatever mm-hmm. you if you want to vent, if you want to, if if it's if 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 you were driving to the store and that one person cuts you off and you just felt like cutting a promo on that person that cuts you off, whatever sure. you want, man, you can cut for two minutes flat. So Ooh. what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start this timer. And when I start this timer, you're gonna cut a promo for the first thing that comes to your head. All right. Am I okay? Let me ask one thing because <laughs> because am I allowed to use a previously used promo? Hmm. Let's see. I'm gonna have to check with the judges at the Life's of Botch podcast uh, rule book on this one. Let's see. That's a first. <laughs> that's the first question. Hmm. Uh, hmm. According to the guidelines and context rules, there was nothing that said you couldn't use previously used promo. I think they'll allow it for this round. Oh yeah, I, I believe they'll allow it. A promo is a promo. So. Oh yeah. With that being said, I'm gonna start the clock in about three, two, one, and go. Go. My name is HJZ. I'd like to call myself a man who's over came demons so i 
can go after what I was meant to be. See, we all have demons and I've been running away from them because I thought they were hurting me when in reality, it wasn't the demons that were hurting me, but the fact that I was running away from them. The moment I stopped running from them and accepted them because they are a part of me was the moment I became better. My demons make me who I am. I'm done running from my demons and now I'm running towards my destiny. And it might be obvious what my destiny is. Become world champion, main event WrestleMania, have people look up to me as the reason to keep going. But the thing, none of that, the thing is, none of that happens if I don't put in the work, meaning that I am my own destiny. See, your fate is what's already written, but you write your own destiny. So you may ask why I'm doing this. It's because I am the eight ball. I am the destiny going towards the end game. I am HJZ. Ooh, okay. Stopped right at about a minute and 22 seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, there it is. That is the eight ball. H-J-C, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah, make sure you get your sign language ready for it. You know, shout out to L.A. Knight, you know, the L.A. Knights of the world with ah, Eli Drake, you know, from his Eli Drake days, y'all. But, you know, he does it even yeah. with L.A. Knights, you know. He gets, yeah, it's Knight. like L.A. Knight does L.A. Knight, but then you also have, like, bro- Britt Baker that does D-E-M-D. So I got to think of something different. Yeah, yeah. You got to give yourself something different, you know, mm-hmm. uh, however you want to paint it. But, you know, it's something about the actual physical sign language with your hands. Why you say what you say. It shows the world yeah. you mean it. You know? I could like, I don't know. I could do like, I could do like up, down. I could do up to down. I could do like horizontal. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let it let it ring to you. You know, as you keep working on it, let, let it just come oh, yeah. to you naturally as you do your thing, man. But listen, HJZ, man, thank you so, so much for taking time out your busy day to join us uh, and chat with us, man. It's been a pleasure to have you on. You're definitely welcome on any and every single time. Uh, please, please, please make sure you guys follow HJZ. Uh, reach into his DMs, man. If you're a promoter out there, you need somebody, anything like that, I mean, please, 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 please let them know, okay? Because oh, yeah. you me when I say we out here. We about supporting each other. Uh, this is a platform for all of my fellow independents out there. I would love to spotlight you all. Uh, so just keep coming my way, man. I would love to bring y'all on the show. Let the people get to know y'all and the people out there that listen, make sure y'all follow these wrestlers because believe you me, they are some of tomorrow's brightest shining stars. Okay. So believe you me in the meantime, I want to thank y'all so, so much. Uh, Make sure y'all get ready to check out my black history month series where I pretty much have sit downs with everybody black in pro wrestling, regardless if they're like a legend or if they're an up and coming independent talent, or if they're, out there doing things like refereeing, commentating, whatever. Uh, just want to take time to highlight all Black figures in wrestling throughout this month. Uh, going into the next month where we get into our women's series and we elevate all the women in pro wrestling mm-hmm. as well, give them their spotlight. So with that, thank y'all so much for rocking with the Life's Bosch podcast. Make sure y'all follow us on Instagram at Life's Bosch podcast. 
Hit us up on TikTok at Life's a Botch Podcast as well. Check out our short form discussions where we bring y'all some just, you know, topics to talk about in a short form content where you guys can just leave your comments and everything like that below. Uh, as always, we thank y'all. Make sure you follow the platform behind the platform with OTS Media. Make sure you follow them at OTS Media Co. on Instagram, on Twitter, all that good stuff. If you like sports, music, film, TV, all that good stuff, OTS Media Co. is your platform for sure. So with that, thank y'all so much. And y'all know how we do this thing, man. I need y'all to get ready. Throw up those two sweet signs with me, ladies and gentlemen, right mm. there like that. And ladies and gentlemen, we officially sign out with a two sweet Boy. peace, ladies and gentlemen. So with that, mm. I'll catch y'all next time. Yeah. Peace.